Yes, it is twilight time, right? Twilight time, or is it WandaVision time? Something that Martin Scorsese would not enjoy. <laughs> would not enjoy. Welcome now, welcome to the Sci-Fi Guy. Welcome to Sci-Fi Guy, this is Will. And we're talking about Martin Scorsese, or more importantly and specifically, we're talking about Martin Scorsese needing to sit his ass down and watch Marvel's WandaVision. Now, of course, I kid. It's a it's a joke. Um, let me right off the bat say how much I've enjoyed and still enjoy Martin Scorsese's movies. I mean, you know, what's not to like? What's not to enjoy? One of the great American filmmakers. Uh, one of the great artists. Of course, you say auteur. You know, in terms of doing so much in in the film in, in his films. Um, particularly, I mean, there's so many favorites, but particularly I love um, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Of course, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, um, Mean Streets, one of his first, one of his first biggies. Um, the, the remake of Cape Fear. And one of my real-time favorites is The Aviator, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Cape Blanchett. So, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, the list goes on and on. The guy, Gangs of New York. The guy's amazing. So, but for this, you know, edition, if for this sci-fi guy podcast edition, we're focusing on Martin Scorsese and his his loathing, his derision of uh, Marvel movies. But that's another sort of, uh, I guess, uh, misunderstanding or perhaps even intentional uh, you know, hiding of the facts or, or the blurring of the facts. And this is actually what what Martin has said, what he says about the, uh, the films. This is from uh, about two years ago, November 2019. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's an op-ed in the New York Times. Martin Scorsese says, I said Marvel movies aren't cinema. Let me explain. Um, he says, cinema is an art form that brings you the unexpected. In superhero movies, nothing is at risk, the director says. So he's, he talks about um, an interview he gave to, to Empire Magazine and when he was asked about Marvel movies. And this is one of the key paragraphs. He says, some people seem to have seized on the last part of my answer as insulting or as evidence of my hatred for Marvel on my part. If anyone is intent on characterizing my words in that light, there's nothing I can do to stand in the way. And he goes on to say, franchise, franchise films like Marvel, the Marvel movies are made by people of considerable talent and artistry. You can see it on the screen. The fact that the films themselves don't interest me is a matter of personal taste and temperament. I know that if I was younger, I'd come of age at a later time and I might have been excited by these pictures and maybe even wanted to make one myself. So I think it's a really honest um, exploration and, and sort of explanation of what he said and his, uh, you know, his take on it all. Now, that said, you have um, quotes and reactions from many uh, big, you know, directors. And here's one of, I think, one of the best. Um, this is James Gunn, who, of course, did the... the the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and he says, Martin Scorsese, this is a tweet, Martin Scorsese is one of my five favorite living filmmakers. I was outraged when people picketed The Last Temptation of Christ without having seen the film. 
I'm saddened, though, that he's now judging my films in the same way. So that's, I think, the crux, and I think that's the biggest problem people have, fans of Marvel and superhero movies. That Martin Scorsese is not even looking at these movies. You know, I think he, he said he's tried to, and he, you know, he tried to, to watch several, and I, I guess I believe him, you know, why would he be lying? And he couldn't do it. Um, but to say again, like James Gunn says, to, to criticize without having to actually, you know, watch these films is a little, little strange and a little unfair. Um, this is from a cheat sheet article and it says Avengers Endgame, another director, another big director, Avengers Endgame director Anthony Russo seems to take a little bit more offense to the specific way that Scorsese chose to phrase his opinions. He told The Hollywood Reporter in November of 2019, we don't own cinema, you don't own cinema, Scorsese doesn't own cinema. And I would, I would tend to agree with, with Anthony Russo, however, I would also agree with Scorsese when he, you know, if you want to read the New York Times piece, it's great, it's pretty lengthy, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he goes on to say the idea of it, his his main thrust and you know logic and reasoning is that these films are crowding out everything else. Now, again, he has a point. You go now with COVID and for the pandemic for several years, people are finally going back to the, the theaters. But, you know, when you do go, a lot of times you might have uh, maybe four or five, six or so, you know, um, choices. And many times, oftentimes it's say Marvel, DC or big you know, big uh, superhero movies. I was also going to say just blockbuster movies. And he's made quite a few. I mean, The Aviator is a huge blockbuster film. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the Departed, The Wolf of Wall Street, you know, these are big movies. And, you know, just because they're not superhero movies doesn't necessarily mean they're not big tentpole or blockbuster films. But again, he would argue that it's cinema because his main um, logic is that there's risk, that the you know the artists, the screenwriter, producer, directors, they are putting up a story that no one's really seen before, perhaps a novel, you know, perhaps a short story or just an original you know idea from the screenwriter and the and the producers, and there's no sort of um, you know base, right? There's no audience, pre-audience, pre-base, built-in audience, and again, that's a there's no you know or there's risk there. But would say another Iron Man, another you know Aquaman, there's not much risk. There's little risk, even though sometimes those movies do. <clears throat> excuse me, even though sometimes those movies do do badly, or, or or I should say, you know, not as good. Like for example, I think the third Iron Man, maybe it was the second, didn't do as well as the others. Um, you know, and we'll see with you know when Aquaman two comes along, which we know it will. Um, you know, so you can go or maybe one of the Captain Avengers movie. You know, I mean, the Captain America movies whatever. The point is, of course, it's risk. So that if a studio chief or these producers, they're not going to take, you know, risks on smaller screenplays or untried or untested or unknown, you know, characters and stories. And that is something to, you know, to note, to, to be aware of. So for that, you know, it's, it's, I think a lot of people would agree with Martin Scorsese. However, and this is the thrust and the core um, of my podcast tonight is um, I think he's got to watch WandaVision. He's got to sit his ass down. Martin, if you're listening, I doubt you are, but sit down one night and watch WandaVision. It's just, it's glorious. I finished it a couple days ago and it's nine episodes. And I think Elizabeth Olsen is on record now that she won't 
participate in a you know season two or or unless it's a great great story whatever um but she like wants this to be you know a one shot sort of a, just a limited series a mini series and you know right there martin scorsese martin scorsese should sort of take note and be aware of because you're doing something that's you know no sequel driven it's sort of risky in a way i mean i'm sure there are people that don't like wandavision in fact if you go on youtube there are criticisms. I didn't like this or that, you know, so, you know, I guess it did well. Of course, it's built into Disney Plus. So the rating systems or the, you know, the reaction um, is sort of built into the, I guess, Disney Plus. So that's not that much of a risk. But the point is, is that WandaVision, you know, I could go on and on. It's just, if you guys haven't seen it, totally recommend. It has incredible, what I found, incredible replay value. Because no matter what series, you know, TV series, miniseries you're talking about, do you want to watch it again? Do you want to share it? Do you want, and I'd watch it again. I probably would watch it several times. I'd probably even buy it. And one of the keys is the, without really giving anything away, is the environment or the sort of, you know, the, the shtick and the gag is that it's all classic sitcoms. You know, sort of Bewitched, I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke. Then it goes to from the fifties to the sixties and seventies. Brady Bunch, Full House. Um, it just gets so you know exploration, exploratory in the sitcoms themselves, and they become exact replicas. The lighting, the costumes, the sets, the the, the sort of laugh track, the uh, you know the um, the writing, and so for that alone, it's re it's replay value, because just like you know you guys, I love watching another episode of Lucy Honeymooners or Friends. So, you know, with WandaVision, I'd watch it, I'd buy it, because I just, the, the gags and the sitcom, you know, material is funny, and it's cool, and it's cute, and it's also developing of the characters. And again, that's where I think Martin Scorsese might be off base, or not paying attention, just like James Gunn says. He's not, he's not watching them, he's not sitting down, or he's not sitting down enough. Now that's his, you know... His right, I mean, you know, there's certain movies people don't... Like, when I was a kid, I never really liked military or war movies. I kind of love them now, or I certainly will, you know, I'll, I'll watch them. I'll watch them far more than I ever did. I didn't really love westerns when I was a kid. I, I love a lot of them now. I'll watch them. So you grow, you develop. Um, but you have to give things a chance. And you have to, you know, acknowledge that just because it's a franchise... And, of course, Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, we, we can go on. The Matrix, there's a lot of franchise, not just superhero movies, right? I mean, Star Trek and Star Wars are incredibly huge franchises. You could say they're more complex, blah, 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 a lot of case. But bottom line is take a chance and watch these things. And if he watched WandaVision, if he took a chance, <laughs> he might just see something that is far more complex, far more even risky, you know, without giving anything away. Things happen which are, you know, certainly risky and, and uh, you know, sacrificial or, 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 you know, arcing. Like they say in a movie, there's an arc. Um, and it's there. And it's and it's pretty emotional. I, I couldn't believe how emotional it was, you know. Um, granted, also, it is a series. It's a mini-series. It's not a, a, a film. It's not cinema. So for that, you could say, okay, you know, it's a bit of a cheat. But it's still Marvel. It's still these, you know, characters, but since it is a series, it's given much more development, you know, opportunities. Even with Star Trek, I love the the, the Star Trek films, the classics, some of the new ones, great. 
I love them. But to me, Star Trek is a television series. It's a show. It's a series of many episodes to, you know, develop these characters, for us to get to know them, for them to change and, and grow. With a movie series, eh, you know, you could do that two, three, and four. Did it a classic series, Wrath of Khan, Church of Socks. Certainly that was part of it. But we knew these, these characters before because they had grown so much during the show. So, you know, and that, again, what Scorsese says, where's the risk or where's the sort of development or where's the, you know, the payoff? Um, also, he, I guess he was saying, too, the, yeah, the, um, the newness of it and the novelty, which, again, the risk, because you haven't seen this, this uh, you know, group of characters before, you haven't seen the story, so there's a risk. But Martin, sit down and watch WandaVision. I, I, I would think it's probably the one you'd like the most. I just, oh, I finished Loki. I enjoyed it, not as much as WandaVision. But Loki will be back, I'm sure. So, you know, another couple seasons. The pieces, I guess, will fit together, hopefully. But WandaVision was awesome. It's just sort of a one-shot if that's what they're doing. All right, my friends. Appreciate your listening, as usual. You can subscribe if you have not. The freebie, the free, or the paid people, the $4.99, for some nice exclusives. Either way, we love your feedback. We love you listening. We want to thank you for listening. Live long and prosper. We'll see you soon.